can fly anything if you have enough power. What model is that? F-22. I'm not sure if they heard you. F-22. F-22, yes. Yeah. This is the beginning of the uh, evening air show, the night air show. Yeah. yeah. It's Wednesday night at Oshkosh. Yeah. The F-22 just was part of a four-ship um, formation. Yeah. What do they call it? Not legacy flight. Uh, Heritage flight. Heritage flight. Thank you. And uh, with what? It looked like three Mustangs. Three P-51 Mustangs. Yeah. So. Three P-51Ds. As they were going by here, I guess if I was flying lead, they had a three-plane Vic with one guy in the front and, and then two, uh, two wingmen, and then they had the 22 underneath. Uh, the, the guy in front. And if I was the guy in the lead 51, I'd still be looking around behind me, make sure that guy was there. Yeah, you know? well, no, see? No, it's just like when we go walking with David, we have to let him be in front because he's slower than us. All right? And that's... <laughs> Dave just made a gesture at me. Uh, he was an impolite gesture. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, what day is it anyway? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday evening. And uh, it got hotter again today. Uh, yeah, but it was a fun day. It was a nice day. Um, I got a chance to go around. What do you guys do today? What did you do today, David? Worked. Yeah? What you yeah. Who, any, can you tell us who you talked to? Oh, uh, I got a briefing from uh, Aspen on their new Max system. And Pat's to upgrading old Aspen systems to the new configuration. And the, uh, the prices for the upgrade are very reasonable, but the quality of the upgrade is excellent. Uh, it went from a 16-color display to a 16-million-color display, for really? example. Yeah. That 22 is going to stop eventually. Uh, I spent time with Bendix King. Spent time with a uh, gentleman and his wife from New Zealand who are flying a 62 Comanche 250 around the world. Cool. Yeah, they started in New Zealand, they went to Australia, then they uh, flew up to uh, Southeast Asia, then to Japan, then to Russia, then to Alaska, then they went to Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls! Slowly I turned. <laughs> That's the sound of one pilot thinking out loud, they actually pay me for this. Yeah, right, yeah. No, huh? It looks cool because it's it's kind of just sunset, just dusk here. As, and uh, it's it's dark enough that you can see the jet there, I don't know what you want to call it, plume or whatever, yeah, coming out of the afterburner on the back. It's really pretty, pretty neat. Shock diamonds. What's it? They're called shock diamonds. Really? Yes. Shock diamonds. Shock diamonds. The what? The, the flame or the the, the the pulses that come out of the tail. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I went wandering around today and uh, a couple of observations. I went through the, uh, what they call the innovations area, or the, um, and uh, where there's a lot of kind of state-of-the-art new stuff that's being looked at over there. One of the things that I found notable was there must have been eight or ten different prototypes for human-carrying multi-rotor copters. You know, like like the Volvo Copter, which we've talked about on the podcast, but a bunch of others, um, some of which I will never fly, all right, because they're just insane, all right. But a couple, I'd be, I think it'd be fun to fly. Uh, it's an interesting, but I just find it interesting that so many organizations are developing that kind of a, of an aircraft. Um, you know, well, everybody smells money, and when they when a lot of people smell smell, smell money, they start looking for ways to do it that doesn't duplicate what somebody else is doing so you get a lot of variety out of it now he's doing i guess we'll call that slow flight high angle of attack very slow yeah nose is almost 40 yeah nose is almost up 45 degrees as he goes slow down the runway yeah his airspeed indicator is probably reading less than 10 yeah um so i saw these uh rotor rotor you know multi-rotor craft Those of you who have never come to Oshkosh before should know that it involves a lot of this, pausing to wait while either the noise of an aircraft makes it impossible to talk, or people are just looking and watching the airplanes go by. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard to have a continuous, contiguous conversation. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay, but that's okay. That's why we keep coming back. Yeah, that's right, there's nobody in this community that's going to be upset by that, you know, it's like, you just... Oh, no. And anybody in Oshkosh proper that would be upset for this, by, by this, they rented their house out and left town. Yeah, they're gone for now. Um, the other thing I saw that was interesting was uh, the uh, big UPS 747 is on the west ramp, whatever it is they're calling the rest, west ramp these days. I went and uh, and stood next to, so they've got the big the cowlings unclamped and and and. Cowlings are up. So you, and it, what, the thing that struck me as interesting was that the the mechanism of the turbine engine was a certain you know sort of diameter cylinder kind of you know shape, but the fan at the front was probably d- double, th- triple, triple. Um, the uh, the diameter of the of the engine proper. That's a high bypass ratio turbofan, and it's designed so that. The engine powers that fan to blow excess air around the core of the engine. It helps quiet it. It helps cool it. But it's like free thrust. Yeah, right. Because the fan air goes through these channels and gets down narrow where it accelerates, and then it comes out the, just outside where the jet pipe actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that was a 47100 uh, converted to cargo. I'm not sure the specific. Dash 8, but I don't know. Dash eight, 747-8. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that was interesting about that engine, so it has this these sort of scalloped edges at the trailing edge of the Definitely uh, a dash eight. And what are those scallops? Is that just is that just cosmetic or do they do something? Uh, they do something. I, they wouldn't they wouldn't go to the trouble to put those sawtooth edges on the trailing edge of the of the nacelle, but I don't know what they do. Yeah. And by the way, the sawtooth is not only on the exterior nacelle, the, the what I would call the cowling. 
is going to be a double-length episode just for the pauses for the... Uh... He's climbing the afterburner to heaven. That's right. Straight up. Um, the sawtooth were not only on the outer cowling, but also on the inner... This sort of a near the uh, the actual jet exhaust part, um, which I thought was interesting. I was talking to someone else about it, and he thought it might be noise related. Um, yeah, so it might, be, it might be part of the thrust reverser construction. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So what you do today, Jeb? I did a lot of of what you did. Yeah. Um, walked around, poked my nose in stuff, and I haven't poked my nose in lately. Um, walked out to the airplane, made sure it was still there. Um, Walk back. He did half. He did half of a two-minute turn in 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You walked around and uh, and, and uh, just you know enjoyed yeah. the sights. What'd you yeah. see? Anything? Anything particular? Uh, spent, some, spent some time in Warbirds. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, not 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 nothing special. I, I'm told that there's a Warbird. A, a, I believe a fighter of some sort that's got an odd paint job. Um, it's apparently painted. So when these things came off the assembly line, when these things came off the assembly line, apparently they had minimal paint, but they had other miscellaneous markings, like they had quickly stenciled a tail number on it so it could be identified. And apparently they wrote with chalk on the propeller blade like how much fuel it had in it and other, you know, kind of details like that. And so apparently there's a warbird out there now that is painted to look that way, just like it had just come off the line. So it's got a rough stencil on it, it's got the you know, painted, but it looks like chalk writing on the propeller blade. I'm I'm not the only one who's, who's, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed this. And I don't say this to be critical but it's very interesting to see we have the technology to colorize old black and white photos or we have actual color photos of, of in-service World War II airplanes and then we have the warbirds that are on the on display here at Oshkosh and it's the same airplane but it's not the same paint mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and those those older photographs of, of the airplanes in service um, they're just beat to snot and bad. Yeah, they really are. They really are. You know, the dents in the cowlings and, and patches and, and flat paint and uh, metal rub bear where where someone's been climbing around on or something like doesn't look anything like these airplanes on display. Yeah, well, because these were battle aircraft that were likely to not come back. So you don't put that you don't put money into the cosmetics except for the fun part. You know, like the nose art and the, that kind of thing. Well, and the other thing is. You didn't want a lot of polished and reflective surfaces. No, of course, yeah. Because sunlight reflecting off those could be seen for miles and miles when you're up at altitude. And uh, it, it was a different time. We, we were in a real war, really dedicated to the job. And the uh, finish on the airplane was every bit as much of the uh, survival tools as the packs that the uh, pilots carried in case they had to bail out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think, I don't know, did we say this? The, the beginning was so much noise ago, I don't remember what we talked about. Um, it's uh, well, now, now there's a Solo 51 act doing doing his thing. Um, and it's really kind of cool. It's you know, kind of subtle, but um, it's, it's dusk here, and uh, he's got his strobes on, and they, they really punch 
they really punch out uh-huh. uh, in this in this light. So it's it's kind of interesting. So yeah. the night air show is getting started. That's cool. Yeah, and there will be lights in the cowling. There will be lights in the cowling. So yesterday morning we did the uh, live audience show, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I, I that. That came off really well. Who, I didn't know how that was going to come off. Who would have thunk it? Right. But we had a big, big crowd, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I thank you to everybody who came out. Uh, we're going to do that again on Friday. Those of you who are listening, sort of up, you know, at, up to the minute on these, we will do that again on Friday morning if you're, you're interested. Eight thirty in the morning at the. Uh, Home Builders Headquarters. Uh, so please come out and do that. And also, if you're really listening to this in a timely way, um, tomorrow night, Thursday night, is the uh, tie-down party. Um, tie-down party will be at the usual place again this year um, over there uh, on the grass. It might be not quite exactly in the same spot. So, so kind of when you get into that area, look for us. You know, we might have moved around to another side of the uh, of the hotel. But we'll be someplace. 630? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Six o'clock until whenever. And uh, come on over. We'll have beer and soft drinks and uh, cheesy poofs, and we'll have a good time. And uh, we almost bought you some cheesy poofs this evening, but they had all these funky flavors like uh, quesadilla romano or something, you know. And I said, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that to it. Well, we're gonna get a bag of those for tomorrow then. <laughs> quesadilla romano. Um, we uh, so uh, come on to the tie down party if you're on. Um, uh, one warning again, anybody's listening to this in time, um, use caution about parking over there. Um, apparently, they are sometimes trying to uh, charge for parking in the lot over there at the Super 8 slash um, Friar Tucks. So uh, um, look around for places nearby where you might be able to park um, free or, or less or, or behind it. Yeah. So, uh, but but do be advised that it may not be free. So if you drive over, there are plenty of ways to get over there. Other than that, there's shuttle buses inside the grounds and uh, you know things like that. So yeah, if you're staying on if you're staying on the grounds here, shuttle buses run well after the show ends and will be running late enough for you to get back at the end of our party. So. This time I have genuinely forgotten. I'm thinking this is 479 Delta. Delta. I'm thinking Delta. So, uh, no, because the other one was Charlie, and then we didn't do one because we did the live audience show, and so this is, I think, is Delta. But look at your iPod. It'll tell you which it is. I have nothing to add to it. You, okay. you point the mic at me, I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> I don't know. You had this look in your face. I know not to point a loaded microphone at a man unless you intend to talk That's to right. So anyways, 479 Delta, and uh, uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, and uh, we'll definitely be at the uh, tie-down party tomorrow. Adios. See you next time.